in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I have watched something that you would enjoy. Well, I mean, you we have known each other for a minute. So, like, mm. at this point, like, I think both of us are pretty good at assuming what the other one would be entertained by. Mm-hmm. For instance, I know my spouse has never known what to get me for Christmas or my birthday or anything. So, therefore, what does he get? How long? Wait for it. Gift cards? Nothing. No. Oh. So. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, that's that's a bold choice. I will give. <laughs> Wait. How long have you two known each other, and he doesn't? He he started saying that after like five or six years. I don't know what to get you, and I would say things like, "Look around. I get we, things that are like these things. We live in the same house together. Look exactly. See, that's my bookshelf. Find me books that are like that. Look at that poster. Like look at." Look, Look at this. I don't know what kind of jewelry to get to. There's a box full. Get stuff like this, but take, slightly different. Take pictures of it. Take it to the place where they sell jewelry and be like these. I need ones like these. Take one of my friends. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I, he goes with the bold choice of nothing. And I mean, like I said, I said, I'm this. going to give him points for uh, unique, mm-hmm. um, unwieldy choices. So... Because of that, I have given myself the freedom to buy what I want whenever I want it. All right. Also a a bold choice. Yes. I mean, boldness abound. And there are some things I would really like, but um, he's not (laughs) Jay-Z. You know, there are few statements that are truer than Jim is not... Jay-Z. He's, he, yep. he's not even Jim-Z. Like. Nope. Now, this is something that you would enjoy, and Jim, actually Jim would enjoy this as well, and it's called Making It. Not the song by David Naughton, okay. Making It Nonstop. Isn't it's not it, that. Isn't that the name of a sequel to... It could be. What is the... But what it is... Isn't that the sequel to Saturday Night Fever? Am I right? Uh, no, Maybe. that was... Um, wait a minute, was it? I saw it. What is... <gasps> Was it? I, I swear that's the name of the, a sequel to a John Travolta movie. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's not the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, but I swear that's the name of a movie. It's a movie from 1971, making it. A cocky high school student thinks nothing of using the people around him to satisfy his self-centered needs until someone in his life gets pregnant. That is okay. No, that's not. That is not the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. See, that bugs me because I remember seeing that sequel. Wait, staying staying Stay alive. alive. Stay there alive. we go. Okay. We almost started singing. <laughs> <laughs> staying alive. Staying alive. Anyway, this is called Making It. Okay. It's on Hulu, and it is Amy Poehler and Nick Offernan being Amy Poehler and Nick Offernan. 
that's that's but there's more potentially humorous we have discussed a show that is quite popular here and across the pond it is the great british baking show we have talked about it Yes, and it is very popular on uh, all the streaming services or whichever one has it. I've already forgotten. And I realize this is really based on that, only they're not baking anything. Nick Offernan really does know how to do woodworking and chair building and all of that stuff. A great deal of his character in Parks and Rec he really knows how to do. Is really a lot of his character. It really is just hit. Like, yeah. I I question sometimes if there was a script and they were just like, "Hey, Nick, talk for two hours. We're gonna keep the best stuff." Mm-hmm. The more I I read about him and know about him, there's I just I don't see where Nick he ends. ends. Yeah. Have you, well, have you ever watched any of his stand up? Yes, I have. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> again, I I think they're just like. You don't have to write anything. Just show up in this room. We're going to set up some chairs, and we just want you to be you for, let's say, 45 minutes on a stage. So he does have actual knowledge of how to be more than handy. I mean, he can build a canoe that is awesome as opposed to what you and I would build. There is a reality that he did not become like an actor or a comedian or a performer, and he was successful Whatever that career mm-hmm. was, like, you know, the, the, the woodworking or, or whatever. So he knows all about tools and yada, yada, yada. Amy Poehler does not and is, well, Amy Poehler. So they have gotten these people together to do projects. If you are not going to place Amy Poehler with Tina Fey, this, like, if you're okay, if you're not going to put peanut butter with jelly mm-hmm. and instead you decided... Like, you needed to put peanut butter with honey. Like, m- maybe not my first choice, but, like, this is quite a satisfying it choice. Is. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So they have, I don't know, six, eight people who are competing for a patch of some sort. Sure. Maybe there's money. That's not even important. I don't care. And I don't think the people competing really care. No. Because it's just an excuse for Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler to talk to them. About what they're making and to be hilarious. That's, yeah. And to be creative. The people that are on the show are truly, truly creative. And what I have noticed is the contestants, who I'm sure were researched and brought in, they, uh, someone is, has a doctor of psychology, but she just really liked to make crafts and she had a blog and became really successful with her blog. So she quit her psychology doctoring. So it's that kind of thing. This other guy worked for the UN, and he made stuff out of paper, and then people kept hiring him, and so then he got hired to do whatever, and he doesn't work for the UN anymore. Stuff that would never happen to us, but should. You've got to love that. that Yeah. They're like, well, okay, uh, Tim Allen, like, he was a, uh, what was it? Drug dealer. Well, I mean, uh, after that. Yeah. Like, I want to say he did, like, he he was in some kind of, he was a businessman, Mm -hmm. like, he sold, I don't remember, worked at the corporate level. And then he's just like, no, I want to do stand-up comedy. Okay. I'm going to do that instead. Like, you you have this successful career that, honestly, you could do for the I mean, rest of your life, make a decent living at it, like, probably retire comfortably. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're just like, no, I make things with paper now. That's what some but, of them do. But, uh... But I make more money with it. So, so they've brought in these judges. So Nick and Amy are not deciding if this is good or bad. They're just talking to the people as they do it. And it is funny when they say, he just thread a needle while having a conversation with us. 
That is really impressive. Have you ever thread a needle? I've threaded one, but I don't know if I could have a conversation and mm-hmm. thread a needle at the same time. So it's stuff like that. It's very subtle. It's interesting visually because of what these people are creating. And then you have two people that I am unfamiliar with come in and, you know, rip it apart, which I'm all for because I like that kind of critique. I've seen this done before, but better. So uh, that's what it is. It's interesting and it's, as Amy Poehler put it, why not make a reality show where you end up feeling good? So it's just about creativity and how do you make this? And it's interesting to see what people can make with their hands. That's it. That's what, really what it comes down to. And that's really... And then, then you get some chuckles. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pleasant. You can watch it with the family. And it's the kind of thing where I... Would you have thought to make this? I wouldn't have thought to make this. Well, it's, it's just a nice show. And it's not going to irritate anyone. And it's, it could inspire you to make something or not. And or, that's it. Or maybe you're just entertained with it. And yeah. like, you know, half an hour later... There's another. Yeah, it's just a nice show. And the Great British Baking Show is like that as well. It's just a nice show. And uh, I liked it. So Making It is on Hulu. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what we're watching on TV. I have not watched The Irishman. Have you? Not yet. But, like, that's mostly because it's, what, four hours? Yeah. Like, I mean... If, it, if there was a hobbit in it, we would have already seen it. Truth, truth. <laughs> well, I mean, or or honestly, like, that it, it... Also, that, like, it didn't play in a... Th- like, that is a movie that I would have made sure to go out and see, mm-hmm. like, in a theater. But keeping in mind that it's a Martin Scorsese movie, um, I also know that, like, getting four hours to myself at my house... Where I can watch a film where I'm going to go ahead and say they probably drop the F-bomb on a consistent bet. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot get Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino together and assume that, like, the F-bomb is not dropped every third or fourth word. I think, I want to say Casino at one time held the record for most, like, F-bombs in a movie. Mm-hmm. Until I think, I want to say The Departed, another Martin Scorsese movie, un un like unseated it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this ahead, was please. this was one of those that they released for like two days in a theater so it could be nominated. Right. Yeah. And that's it, what it, annoys people. It's a Netflix original I, I I get what they're upset about, but like how is that any different than like saying having a Spie- Spielberg movie released on December twenty fifth, but it opens wide January tenth. And if he really wanted to make a movie that was four hours long, unless you're appealing to the nerds, most people are not going to go to a four-hour-long movie, but they will watch a four-episode series. Well, and traditionally, like, the longer a film is, the fewer times you can show Mm -hmm. it at a theater. And the fewer times you can show something, the fewer times, like, you're going to have the ability to get the bite at that apple. If right. you have if you have less showings of something, you're going to make less money with it. So, like, that's the reason why most movies are two hours. Like, mm-hmm. if you make an hour movie, people are just going to be like, well, I'm not going to pay to watch an hour movie. Like, two hours seems to be the sweet spot. Now, you get exceptions to that rule, like uh, Endgame was three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the Hobbit movies, I think all of them were seven hours, I believe. Seven or eight hours apiece. Each one. They're wow, they're long. <laughs> uh the the Lord of the Rings there there's there's films that can kind of bend this rule, but like they're not necessarily like they're more the exceptions than the Titanic had a, an enormous running time, but like once you tap into the the preteen girl market, apparently that so that's where mean. that's where that sweet money the Twilight, like they did what? Way too many of those movies. <laughs> anyway, like, I get I get where they're coming with this, and I it's interesting how things are changing because Martin Scorsese wanted to make this and tell this story, but traditional theater wouldn't let him tell it as fully as he wanted to. Well, and that's just that's not the movie that makes like money right anymore. And like when you when you assemble like talent like Pesci. De Niro, uh, Scorsese, like when you put all of those people together, like they don't work for peanuts. And it's called the Irishman, but aren't all of them Italian? Um, I think it's it's similar to the situation where Mel Gibson, who himself is neither American nor Scottish, played both oh, okay. in Braveheart and The Patriot was essentially like it, they were. It was the same movie. It's just he's American in one mm-hmm. and he's Scottish. Though, though, or the movie Cold Mountain. Nicole Kidman is playing like a Southern woman with Renee Zellweger. None of those people are Southern. That like, was a good movie. I, I vaguely, rem- I just in my head because like you, you mix it up with Brokeback, don't you? I probably do. Yeah, but like nobody threw a fit. Okay, when 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 that movie, like uh, okay, Harry Potter. Everybody was like, oh well, they all have to be British. You can't cast people that aren't British. But like when Cold Mountain came out, people weren't just like, well, you got you got to cast Southern folk. In those movies, you you can't you can't keep casting them British folk. That just don't make no sense. And I just be like, well, but it's not that kind of Southern. It's it's the the Gone with the Wind Southern. Mm-hmm. Like the they into I, I say, I, I pardon me, ma'am. We shall retire to the haberdashery. Type of <laughs> one step away from Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> anyway, The Irishman is a big deal. I haven't watched it yet. But I have watched something that I want you to suffer with me on. Why do you want me to suffer? Because it's funny. Let me make sure I have the... You got me there. (laughs) Let me make sure I have the right, right one. No, what is that? Is that it? Oh, yeah. Now, if you do okay. want to make it like, I wouldn't mind seeing the Irishman. Like, would we should watch that like at your house or something? Mm-hmm. And like I said, but we're gonna have to carve out you know three four hours like for that. But tell you what, you make something that has lots of meat and cheese on it. You're there, and we will watch the Irishman. I would enjoy that. Okay, I want to make sure I have this correct, but apparently I can't. Dennis Quaid thoughts. De- the. On him in Dennis general? Quaid? I like him. Okay. He's good. Dennis Quaid is the lead in this, I'm assuming, please God, limited series called Happy Mary Whatever or Mary Happy Whatever. Sure. Is that the actual name of it or yeah. you don't yeah, yeah, remember yeah. No, it and no. the whatever's it's, in it's there? It's Mary okay. Happy and it has to do with it's happening around Christmas. And it, he is the patriarch and he has... Three daughters and one son, and they're all married, and the youngest is visiting for the holidays with her live-in boyfriend who is going to propose, 
and this is a a very uh, a family that believes deeply in certain traditions and. Dennis Quaid, as the dad, doesn't like to change any of them, especially since his wife has passed on. So a lot of this is things she would have done, and we're going to do it this way, blah, 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 blah. Okay. It has a laugh track. That's unusual. Yes. What well, now? Nowadays, it's unusual. And it pains me. Is it done worse than, let's say, According to Jim, which was on way more than one year? Oh, yeah. I, like I, a lot. I remember just looking at it constantly being renewed and just being like, why? I am so out of touch with what people want. Exactly. So it's that kind of thing where for, for you and I, anyway, you know where the setup's coming. You know what kind of joke this is going to be. It's not done wrong for that type of entertainment. But, but. like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I guess like part part of my problem is, I think that I've seen so much of it. Like, I want to be surprised. Like, I don't like knowing exactly where it's. I, I don't like being right about every twist and turn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to just go, "Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't see that coming." And that 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 type of show is not. It's not that. Like, yeah, I you I can I can lift up my finger and point whenever the laugh track is going to happen. I can tell you punchline, punchline, pause for laugh track. Punchline, punchline. And, and I mean, there's, there's, they're, they're successful. And I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's all about getting the, you know, the advertising dollars. Like literally, that's exactly what every sitcom or made-for-TV movie or whatever has been made about. It's about selling, you know, soap or a dryer or a car or or something. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess if you can put eyes like on that screen so that like they can take that 30 seconds and just be like, you should buy this, I guess. Um, Let me tell you the kind of jokes. So the oldest daughter, she's married and they've been trying to have children for who knows how long. Maybe they said I didn't pay attention. And so the running joke through the episodes that I saw. quotation fingers that joke. (laughs) Just so those of you that couldn't see it. I never realized how many times they mentioned baby Jesus in all of the Christmas songs. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's I guess I get it's kind of it. like whenever you've got like the 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 or the stereotype of the comedian getting the the mm-hmm. after like the joke. It's it, uh, what are you expecting? If eyes roll to her. If I had, if you have to cue me to laugh and I'm not just doing mm-hmm. it myself, in my head, you didn't, you're not really doing it like, it's like when you have to explain the joke. When somebody goes, well, I don't get that. D- don't explain the joke. If they didn't get it, the explanation won't make it funnier mm-hmm. to them. Maybe they go, oh, well, I understand why that's funny, but that's not the purpose of a joke, kids. Like Happy, merry, merry, happy, whatever. It, it is just a whatever um, the laugh track and the predictability just kind of made my skin crawl. But if you're into that kind of, you, you said it was a sitcom, right? Or did I just infer well, that? It is a sitcom, but because it's around Christmas, I was under the impression this was a long Christmas movie cut into six or eight episodes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. That that is kind of a unique. You know, the kids distinction. Says, Here's another great joke. A 13-year-old goes, Mom and Dad, I have something I really need to tell you. And I've, 
I've tried to keep my feelings to myself, and I just, I think it's wrong, but I just have to be honest with you. I'm an atheist. Ah, we thought you were going to say you were gay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <sighs> So it's it's essentially the kind of thing that probably would have been on TGIF in the early 90s. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what now, it is. And I'll tell you, like, I, at that point in time, I was part of that demographic. Like, I've probably seen every episode of Family Matters, Full House, uh, Step by Step. Um, I have seen it. I, I know I bust like the chops of this stuff, like it, but I love Boy Meets World. I really have seen every episode of Boy Meets World, and like I can't even explain why I love it so much. Like my uh, my daughter like got interested in it because Disney did a sequel series called Girl Meets World. And she's just like, oh, blah, 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 this. And I'm like, you know that that's a sequel series. And she's just like, what? And I go, when Corey and Topanga are younger. And she's like, oh, how long did it like? And I'm just like, there's seven seasons. like so, <laughs> or, or like Fuller House. She didn't understand that like that's a sequel series. So like I was like, yeah, Full House was on. for. Oh, can we watch that? No, I don't want to watch that. But I'll watch Boy Meets World with you. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in for that. Yeah. So for some, it is a, a different story than those that have already aired that you mentioned. So I guess you could say it's a new take, but it is it's created with the same ingredients. I would say setting the what what essentially sounds like a sitcom to me, mm -hmm. setting it around a specific holiday. Yes. Like in its in, in your traditional sitcom, you could have holiday episodes. Mm -hmm. Um or a very special episode. Right. But this one is set specifically around Christmas, you said. Mm -hmm. Which that's that's a unique idea, but you're also your delivery methods are different than they were in the 80s and 90s as well. Like if you didn't air on a network, like there was nowhere else to air. Yeah. So and when you're doing drops and like all of your episodes are available on that that you know day of or whatever day you decide to drop, it's a different it's a different way of, of doing entertainment. So, I mean, I guess if, if it's getting subscribers to Netflix, that's the name of the game at the end. Or did you say it was Hulu? I'm double checking because I just okay. can't remember. It is, I'm sorry, it is Mary Happy Whatever, and it's on Netflix. Okay. A strong-willed father navigates the stress of the holiday season when his daughter brings home her new boyfriend for Christmas. I don't I don't I don't even understand how you can pitch something like that in a room and people not just be like That's... Wait a minute, Ashley Tisdale's in it? Well I clearly didn't recognize her. <laughs> Tyler Ritter is in it. Okay. Is he Jason Ritter's Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm a I haven't looked it up, but I'm seeing him smiling and he's just It he's, seems yeah. distinctly Ritter. -esque. Yes. Um Yeah, okay. So it's well done for what it is, but it's not for me. I guess it, it's kind of like how I feel about when my kids watch anything on YouTube. Like, I can't, I just, I can't do it. Like, it it makes me mad. Um, I think it's dumb, and I don't think there's inter any entertainment value to it, but... Obviously, like their age group does and their peers do, and like these people are being paid through like the ad revenue that's coming through. 
YouTube. So like there is an audience for it. And just because I think something is dumb doesn't mean like it doesn't that it has no value to someone like Yes. I think those Fast and the Furious movies are dumb. Yeah, but like, they are. But oh my goodness, what are we on? Nine? I don't know. Or something? I still haven't seen one. I, it's I think a car uppercut a submarine in one of them. Are you serious? I'm when I, it was in the preview. I really think like it when I saw it in the preview. I was like, it seems like that car punched a submarine. <laughs> Is that did I did I see it? But I don't. I didn't. I didn't see the movie. It's in one of the the latter one, like mm-hmm. the Fate Sorry, of the Furious or, or Fast Eight. You know, yeah. Furious Five or the really quick. I remember years ago, this could have been ten years ago. Someone sure. saying how excited they were to see the latest Fast and Furious and. I naturally thought they were kidding. And they were like, no, really, I love those movies. I can't wait for that to come out. It's like, wow, I am so ambivalent about it. Like, I just, I, and like I said, there's there's films that I, I'm just not into that have, have produced a multitude of, of sequels that mm-hmm. are not, like, direct to video. So, like, I, I recognize there are things out there that I don't like that other people do and that, to, you know, great great amounts of, of revenue to whatever company is producing them. But like, I just, it's not, it's not what, what entertains me. And obviously like what my, my great deal of love for serenity and it's, it's cancellation mm-hmm. shows that like, I don't always have my finger on the pulse of what is popular, but I guess you, you like what you like. Oh, I see now all the information about this came out in March. Huh? About this about this project, how ponderous, merry, happy, whatever could be just what you're looking for this holiday season now on Netflix. Is that is that what it said? Are (laughs) you just reading the? (laughs) But that that is probably what. Yeah. Um, If you like a sitcom with an edge, don't watch merry happy whatever instead watch santa clarita diet you're already on netflix only the santa clarita diet is good and funny and ends on a cliffhanger but still you should seriously well i was talking to somebody about it today like i've just they had uh i think we were we were talking about i zombie and i they they had said that they enjoyed it and i'm like have you seen santa clarita diet and they're like no and i go a you're wrong b watch it I Zombie is pretty good, but it's not Santa Clarita. That's what I'm, like I was like, do you know who Timothy Oliphant is? And they're like, no. And I was like, <gasps> oh, you can discover him and fall in love for the first time. <sighs> like I can't have that. Like I've seen him in Deadwood. Like I've seen him in the Tarantino movie. In the office. I've seen him in the, like I, I've I've been in love with Timothy Oliphant for a number of years. Like how can I, you not be? I cannot. I, you can't, you can't re- unfall out of love with him. You never quite fall in love the same way again. And no. like I, I've seen every episode of Justified. I'm just <laughs> saying, like I can't, I can't fall in love with him again from the beginning. But someone else can. Yes, and to and, watch that. And if I can, if I can start that for someone else, and then they just go back through like his entire filmography, I've done something good that day. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day when you can fall in love with Timothy Oliphant. Anyway, so that that makes me happy because Mary Happy Whatever just kind of something was just off. It didn't, have and it was the laugh track. It didn't have Timothy Oliphant. Well, yeah, no. that. 
I feel certain he would want to be our friend. Well, I mean, honestly, if he would just listen at the bare minimum, he wouldn't mind being. He's like, well, I mean, they say a lot of positive things. <laughs> like, I don't like maybe there really like, is no negative. here. Maybe maybe like, you know, he's like, I don't like the way that guy looks and I don't like the way she laughs. Like, but, you know, maybe he finds something like that. Um but again, it's not because of like we're just spewing bile about him. It's just like, well, that's unnecessary. I'm a I'm a handsome, charming fellow, and I I'm just I'm telling him right there. He is. Yeah, he is. Like I said, watch. See, every, stem to stern, a justified. Like I, if you, if I had the time, I didn't have to be at work in the morning, and I didn't have to pay bills, and I need didn't need to sleep. I just I watched beginning to end. Love that show. Love it. Yep. Love it. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, Timothy. Um, I'm sure we'll get together soon because I feel we have a lot in common. At, at Timothy Oliphant on, on Twitter. <laughs> Has, hashtag Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> hashtag living his best life. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, please, Hollywood, no more laugh tracks. We've discussed this before. Kill it. Kill the laugh tracks. They, they Stop won't. it. They won't. Yeah, they That's should. not. Anyway, uh, we're going to try to get the Irishman watched by next week and uh, maybe some uh, Drek as well. Sure. Why not? <laughs> throw that in there, too. Oh, oh, oh. Can't believe I forgot this. I'm going to throw it in here really fast. Netflix has a superb Christmas movie called Klaus. Claus. K-L-A-U-S. Klaus. Klaus. It's exceptionally good. It's not just, eh, they slap together this and that. It's really good. And it is how Santa came to be uh, delivering toys. And it's all because of a postman being stationed where this guy lived and how he had to deliver 6,000 letters within one year to go back home to his priv- privileged life. And it's all from the side of the postman, who is not David Spade, but sounds just like him. Who has a new show that I need to watch. Okay. Speaking of which. So I know we didn't give it a lot of play, but it is it is lovely to look at. It's funny, and it is different, and yet familiar, in that you know it's going to end up with the reindeer and this and that. But it's clever, and I think anyone would enjoy it. Even though Timothy Oliphant is not in it. But he should have been. I'd watch him play Santa Claus. Oh, wouldn't I? I'd watch, I'd watch him do roughly anything. Yeah, I sure would. Like if he was like, Adam, I'm taking over your life. I'm going to live it because I'll do it better than you. And okay. I'll just be like, ah, he's got me. Yep. You got me, Timothy Oliphant. I'll be over here. <laughs> All right. Son of a gun. He is. A- oh, my God. Look, look at him living my life. He, he is doing it better than me. He is. He would. Ah. I feel certain all of the things that happened to us would not happen to him. No. Or if they did, they would be a lot more engaging and mm-hmm. grossing uh, and potentially comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, thank you so much for listening. This is Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.